Good morning, my friends. Uh, Skip here for another episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, Hope all is well with you in your world. Uh, Hope all is progressing on your search. I hope you're finding health and rest. Um, This is part three of a series I'm doing on unlearning and learning, uh, and or deprogramming and reprogramming. Uh, Sort of, you know, words sort of fail at times, don't they, uh, to convey meaning. So um, bear with me as we uh, journey into a little further uh, what it means to deprogram ourselves or decouple ourselves uh, or divorce ourselves from learned behavior, from uh, the, those old tapes, those old ways of being that can be so detrimental to our spiritual growth. And then we look at what it means to move into uh, another phase of spiritual growth. So let me do a quick recap. If you have listened to these podcasts, you know that I will recap uh, the last podcast when I do this series, so so bear with me. Hopefully, this does not sound new. If you listen to the other podcasts, this should all sound very familiar. That's sort of the point of doing this is to is to reiterate the, these ideas. So you know, basically, uh, in the past two podcasts, the unlearning uh, part of this series, I simply am pointing out that we are a product of what we've learned to be. It's, it's really just that simple. Uh, we can use, you know, uh, different words for that, collective false self, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but really, what I'm trying to say simply is that uh, the world teaches us to be what it wants us to be. Spirituality invites us to be who we are supposed to be. And the way that happens, the way the world teaches us uh, is that it, it, it is uh, wanting us to, to conform to the old ways of being. It wants us to, to be a part of this collective false self, this collective uh, set of information and processes that have really failed humanity. I mean, I, that is almost a a moot point that is almost a point that is ridiculous to point out that everything we have tried as human beings has really failed we still very much end up in um, these places of war poverty prejudice you name it we we end up there and the reason for that i'm convinced the reason for that is because what we are learning comes from other people's false self. Uh, you know, if we all are growing out of the ego, if we're growing out of our own individual false self, uh, and very few of us do, by the way, very few people can, very few people get this, uh, that the point of, of maturity is to grow up spiritually, then we can assume that the the structures, the educational structures, the political structures, the religious structures, uh, 
have very few people in them that understand that their behavior, their decisions are egocentric. They come from a false self. And what happens then is we, we begin to live out of systems that are created out of ignorance, out of, out of people not knowing themselves. And then the sin, if you will, or the misguidedness perpetuates itself. And so if you get a, a teacher or a politician that is unaware of their own spirituality, their own authenticity, what they're going to convey, what they're going to teach, is very much a part of their false self. And so all you're really doing is just perpetuating uh, these false ideas of self. So that's, you know, that's what we are a product of. Uh, I would say the vast majority of people that I have encountered, uh, and maybe you feel the same way too, uh, have really not been able to uh, escape or come out of their own false self, the self that the world has made them to be. And then when you give those people positions of power, of, of information, uh, you, you know, if you let someone who doesn't know themselves have the levers of government or religion or the levers of information, they're going to tell you what they think is real. And what they think is real is what they know. And if they don't know themselves, then here we are. We are teaching falsities. We are perpetuating people's concepts, people's ideas, people's learned behavior more than anything else. So the beginning of spirituality is to begin to unlearn that. I will tell you that often that process, that process of becoming aware that there's more, is preceded by trauma of some sort. Uh, there are people who are traumatized uh, at the end of relationships or because of grief or at the end of addictions. And they, they find themselves ready to seek something new. They have those moments of clarity. Uh, some of the wisest, uh, most spiritually mature people I have ever met have been recovering alcoholics and drug addicts because they have had their ego stripped away at the end of their addictions. And they begin to see that the world is not what it seems to be. You know, uh, when Jesus goes to the desert for 40 days and is tempted, uh, or when Buddha sits under the Bodhi tree for 40 days and is tempted, what they come out of that with is a sense that things are illusion. I'm convinced that that illusion comes from a collective false self. And so we have to begin at that point. Finding meaning can only happen when we understand that we can't find any substantial meaning and authenticity in the way the world is. Now, you can disagree with that. Uh, that's perfectly fine, as I have said throughout all of these podcasts. You don't have to adhere to or believe anything I say 
But I will tell you, it's, if, if you can't consider that the way the world is, is malformed, then the rest of this podcast probably is not going to mean a lot to you. Uh, we've had to begin from that place that what we have tried as individuals and as a humanity have not gotten us anywhere. Uh, I think that's a pretty self-evident statement. When you look at poverty, when you look at hunger, when you look at strife, when you look at war, when you look at um, what our cultures still do to each other, what our societies still do to each other, I think it's pretty self-evident that that we're not finding any substantial meaning. So we have to begin that with the individual. And so once we, once we understand that the reason we're not getting to where we want to go spiritually is because of learned behavior, both individually and collectively, then we can begin the work of deprogramming. And as I have said, I think that once that realization becomes uh, solidified in your consciousness, that that deprogramming sort of happens naturally if we keep it at the forefront of our mind, if we put things in our life that remind us that there's a bigger reality than the one we've created, then, then I think uh, we stand a good chance at being able to decouple uh, from what we've learned. Now, it is my hope that this podcast serves that in some way that we're able to, to um, that I'm able to share with you something that helps you. That's why I keep doing them, to keep this at the forefront of our mind. So, um, let's talk about what now we have to replace that learned behavior with. So, excuse me, that's one of my kids. Hello. Okay. My apologies. I have children in quarantine who are trying to get on their school uh, Zoom meetings. So, uh, bear with me. Uh, so now that we have uh, hopefully clarified what it means, the need to unlearn, then we can begin to talk about what we can learn. Now, I want to be careful with this uh, because uh, what's easy for us to do as humans is just put in old tapes again. Uh, I did this for years. Uh, when I first found religion, I simply uh, replaced old tapes with old tapes, old behaviors with new old behaviors. We have to be careful. Uh, we have to be careful not to, to just replace something false with something false. And so when we realize that what we have learned is not, is not um, of authenticity, then we have to begin to put things in our lives that offer us authenticity. And so let's go back to what it might mean to be authentic. What does it really mean? 
Well, for me, what I ground that in is love. I'm convinced that what authenticity means as a human being is a more loving, more kind, more generous, more hopeful, more forgiving human being. It's that simple, folks. It's not, you, you don't need to move to a mountain. You don't need to learn how to levitate. Uh, it is literally just that simple. I, I think that the, the sort of core purpose of religion, if you can get past the dogma, is for it to make us better people. Uh, if you can get down to the core of self-help, it's to make us better people. And to be a better person is to be a more loving person. I'm convinced that, as Christian scripture says, God is love. And our point, our goal, is to become a part of that love, to imbue that love in us, to be a, a full participant in that love. And that's where we have to ground ourselves. The learning comes from ex uh, exposing ourselves to uh, things that help us to be more generous, more loving, more kind. And so here is something that I try to practice. It has to be done in the conscious mind, too, by the way. Uh, I will often say to people that my personal religion is love. And the sacrament of that religion is kindness. And so I'm convinced that the more kindness we practice with others and with ourselves, I'm going to say more about that in upcoming podcasts, the more kindness we practice with others and with ourselves, the more forgiveness we practice, the more of these tangible sacraments uh, that we practice, the more authentic we become. It, it's not, this isn't brain surgery. This isn't rocket science. It's a very simple thing. To be more loving, act more loving. To, to be more hopeful, um, be more hopeful. Uh, even if it's a struggle to do so. And when you struggle to practice kindness, and, and I often do because people anger me, you'll begin to see where your ego rubs up against your authenticity. If you are offended and angry um, at little things especially, that's probably your ego. And you begin to recognize that. And then you, hopefully you can begin to do the work of replacing that anger with kindness. And so what we're learning is to act out of more kindness, to actively participate in being more loving to others, to ourselves. You see, this isn't about finding the right set of beliefs. Beliefs are, at best, tools that lead us somewhere. At worst, they are the old tapes, the old behaviors. This is about being something. This is an ontological um, pursuit. That is to say, it's about being. So you are being kindness. You are being love. You are being these things. And it becomes more than an act. And so I want to leave you with that. I'm going to do one more podcast a little later on about um, fully unpacking this, what we need to learn. But that's really where we're at. It's about realizing that what we have learned is it's a derivative of, of a collective false self of humanity. It's about moving into a more authentic self through understanding that love is our purpose and kindness is how we practice that, that love. I hope this makes sense. Uh, stay focused, my friends.
because our ego and our old tapes are calling us back to old behaviors. Uh, Take care, uh, stay healthy, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.